0: Rob Thomas might say, baby, baby. It's 3 a.m., I need a backpack. (laughs) Hey, howdy, hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to Mike's Monday Jams, the official podcast for music appreciators everywhere. Today we're going to be talking about Killing Me by the band Coin. Let's get it. All right, happy November. We are in the eleventh month of the year. How do you feel, Em?
1: Um, I feel good. Um, we're getting close to Christmas. I Me and you both have um, Dunkin' coffee right now and the little cup is so cute it has little christmas sprinkles all over it yep. um and um it's still beautiful in fall outside um and it's cold but i kind of am happy about it
0: very chilly 38 degrees today um and it's like kind of rainy kind of overcast like rainy part, but like i have no.
1: on like cozy socks and like sweats and i'm nice and comfy and cozy
0: yeah for sure um no it's the the in between time where it's just kind of fall, you know, Halloween's over, yes. it's it's just fall.
1: Yes, this is the this is the first chunk of the next few months of our lives, you know, where things get crazy between Halloween and Christmas and New Year's. Right. One of the it's it, I think in that guy that barstool guy who talked about the eight phases of the year. I think we're in phase six.
0: Ah, noted. Um, you know, some people take it upon themselves now to start celebrating christmas i'll never like i I don't know it's it's interesting when people do decide to start you know pulling out the decorations and and what have you um i know i tend to be more on the earlier side but i do think like first of november is a little too
1: early yeah it's a little crazy i like i used to be very very like Christmas starts, like, after Thanksgiving. Like, you can listen to Christmas music on the way home from Thanksgiving dinner. But, like, I feel a little bit differently now. I think mostly because, like, you know, our lives are kind of all over. Mm -hmm. Um, I've started to change in college and be okay with, like, being... Pro Christmas a little bit before Thanksgiving, mm. um, especially COVID. I was like, the okay. world could change at the Christmas. drop of a hat, and mm-hmm. we deserve Christmas as early as we want. So I think I think in twenty twenty I probably decorated for Christmas like second or third week of November. Yeah, but we also like weren't gonna be like I decorated for Christmas in Tuscaloosa, yeah. and there was like a, a huge chunk we weren't gonna be there, and I like wanted to experience Christmas there.
0: I feel like the sweet spot is a week before Thanksgiving because even though. Like sure it's not december it's not after thanksgiving but there are several you know local events that you may around your your parts around your town that like they might start doing like christmas parades and celebrations that are like still in late november so i think it's like appropriate to start like a week before thanksgiving
1: yeah i mean it can be stressful if you have lots of christmas decorations Mm -hmm. Um, To do it right after Thanksgiving, so, like, spreading it out. I do think that, you know, if one day maybe we're the hosts of a family Thanksgiving gathering, I don't want to experience Thanksgiving in, like, in a Christmas decorated house. Like, no. I would want it to still look like fall. Oh, sure. So, like, if you're hosting Thanksgiving, I don't think you should put Christmas decorations up before Thanksgiving. Mm-mm. But you can, like, feel the Christmas spirit.
0: Sure. Absolutely. And to your point about, like, it's weird being away in college, too, because... You know, you want to celebrate Christmas, you want to decorate like where you live, but you know, nine times out of ten, you're only there in December for like twelve to fourteen days yeah. anyway. So you like put up the decorations like after Thanksgiving, and then they're really only up for like two two and I a half weeks. I love seasonal
1: decor. So everyone in college always thought it like people would always be like, "Oh my God, like why are you gonna do that? You're gonna leave." But also like the past couple of years, the the last couple of years of college, we stayed there like pretty long. Yeah. Like we weren't we were there until school was so longer than most other people were. Mm-hmm um working so we experienced a lot of christmas there but people would always judge me They'd feel like but you're a homemaker yeah no i like decorations we're decorated yeah. for fall now and we'll be decorated for christmas we're going to be working on it the week before thanksgiving
0: Woo-hoo. um so yes this is the monday jam for monday november 6th 2023 and as always you've got ec and mc here um and so pick this one because it still kind of fits in the realm of just being fall um but i think subject matter wise it it appeals to some some things coming up in in recent recent news but just getting a lot of recent buzz um but this song killing me is from coin's album uncanny valley which came out last year in 2022 in march um the inspiration for the album went from the the, the rise of AI and and oh. intelligent robots. Um, one of the central themes of of the the record is more so like what does it mean to be human, um, and so some of the the songs kind of take a, a funny approach um, but that you don't really re- recognize upon like first listen to, um, but like the song Chapstick, we we're we're big fans of of that mm-hmm. one. It's mm-hmm. it's a banging song, but it's about like a robot like trying to experience like what it would be like. For a first oh. kiss, like
1: I just thought it was a person.
0: Exactly no, it was like what what would AI like? What, how would a robot react? And like how would they internalize that experience, um, or how would they like long for that experience? And so I think that's a funny headspace to put yourself in. That's like oh AI is taking over, but okay, how would they have these like normal human experiences? Um, and then the song Cutie um, mm-hmm. talks about you know the tangerines. Mm-hmm. Talks about heavily like about sensory memories and like how you know you and i because we're humans we have we have our senses and like we're able to attach like certain memories to different things and so like he's talking about on the song like the tangerine like you'll always be my tangerine like whenever i think of tangerine or whenever i like smell tangerines like it's you yes. but like ai wouldn't be able to do that because they don't true. they don't have senses so i think those are um some really interesting takes um so i think it's a very timely topic i think a lot of people are scared or worried about you know AI taking over or you know some dystopian future is upon us Um, and I think even then like in my industry in my world like um, where I work there's even been committees established for AI and how it's going to impact you know Quinnipiac how it's going to impact students how it's going to impact the faculty how it's going to impact staff and ways in which we can kind of maximize it to um, increase satisfaction in the student experience, but also to just increase efficiency operation-wise. And so um, it's an extremely timely topic. Um, You know, people are asking AI to just randomly draw a bunch of things now. I feel like every time I open Instagram, my feed's got, you know, two or three AI-generated images. I mean,
1: if if y'all follow our our IG... Um, I'm. I make the little promo videos for us each week. The little funny videos with all the pictures, and I've been using a lot of AI generated photos of Mike.
0: <laughs> yeah, you uh, have. This is That
1: regal looking fella. Mm-hmm. That's not a picture of Mike.
0: You know. Um, <laughs> those are good ones, though. The, those They're are, hilarious. They're hilarious. But you gotta you, pay for the app. You've got some good ones too, though. So that uh, doesn't you, look like me, though. You should incorporate. They make her some, so skinny. <laughs> incorporate some of them. Um, so, we, yeah, I mean, what do you think about AI, the rise of...
1: I don't know. Honestly, I think everybody... <laughs> maybe I'll bite, eat my words in 30 years, but right now I feel like everybody's being a little too crazy about it. Like, it's not taking over our jobs now. No. Most people are just using it to make funny pictures and, like, write essays for them. Yeah. And, like, do I think people should be using it to write essays? No. Um, But, like, I think we're taking it a little too seriously, thinking it's going to affect every single industry. Like, right. I think... It's mostly going to affect things of people who are doing like menial online jobs, yep. like like people who get paid to caption things. Mm-hmm. Like that could be obsolete. Yeah. But like, I don't think you know working at student affairs, it's really going to affect you that much, right?
0: Because I mean, we there. <laughs> it is largely a human interaction based field, like that, and it will yeah. always be so. And
1: then, like fields where like AI would like improve it like make it more precise medicine like, yes like ro- like the robot medicine like that freaks me out a little bit but like i know that it's really more precise than a human is so like really that doesn't freak me out that much
0: no not at all um
1: and there's still a human operating it so it's not like it's really taking anybody's job away
0: I agree, and with any technological advancement, there's always a bunch of skepticism around it, like, oh, it's going to do this, oh, it's going to take over, oh, and then, you know... I think I,
1: everybody just wants to talk about it.
0: Yeah.
1: That's going to affect me. It's really not, yeah, it's, George.
0: <laughs> Sorry, George. George, chill out. Get over yourself.
1: I don't know any Georges.
0: Um, deal with it. Um, but they also like with this album coin decided to answer the question kind of like what it would actually be like to live in uncanny Valley, like if it were like a person, Mm. um, but also like just people in general. Um, and so the singer chase, uh, jokingly gave the analogy that like oh uncanny valley is just like being in middle school you know where it's just like a bunch of weirdos in one place and recognizing that you may have a lot of growth to do but not sure how to do that or like not necessarily fully aware of your aspirations or your personality um so i thought that was kind of a hee hee ha ha moment um but during the recording process and the writing process of this album, they did a lot of overthinking because it, the writing for it kind of started in the in the COVID days. Um, but they had released a EP project before this album called the Rainbow Mixtape, and they essentially wrote a song for every color and shade of the rainbow to like fit the the vibe of like that color mm-hmm. and while some of those songs are, are pretty good i think overall it's a very ambitious project and so some of the songs are just kind of eh, if you ask me oh my! but some of them are pretty good like sprite
1: i like sprite is it green uh,
0: yes okay, um good. you are the traffic um dream house uh turnaround mm-hmm. some of those are good um, but overall it's, it's a very ambitious project to take on. And so that was kind of their, their COVID thing. They said they wrote like over 200 songs in, in the pandemic times Whoa. and tried to trim it down. But didn't do that. coming off of, you know, rainbow, the release of rainbow mixtape, they're going into uncanny Valley still with this kind of same mindset of like overthinking and not knowing what to do. Cause everybody's stuck inside. And, um, one of their co-writers and producers, um, Julian Bonetta, uh, was credited for kind of bringing them out of that overthinking headspace. And he was like, yo, um, just keep it simple. And so I think a lot of this album, Uncanny Valley, reflects that, you know, just keep it simple, have fun. Like, you've obviously committed to a theme, like, just stay with it. But it doesn't have to be, you know, earth-shattering philosophy that that reaches everybody and makes everybody have some sort of an, an epiphany, right? Mm-hmm. But this Julian character... Um, did a lot of writing and co-writing for one direction like pretty oh. much like all of like the, the all the big ones like he, he was a, a part oh. of that so like i they they got a good, a good connection there <laughs> um but also like wrote some stuff for thomas Rhett, and Maroon five like so this guy's like
1: he's really making he's really whoring it around <laughs> you know
0: some might say um, but good connection to have, it seems like. And yeah. somebody who knows how to write a pop song, clearly. Because mm-hmm. he's been around the block with it. Um, but this album had four singles um, previously alluded to Chapstick and Cutie. Um, but then also I Think I Met You in a Dream and the song Brad Pitt, which um, Brad Pitt was one of those retro active singles. It was not. They
1: still play Brad Pitt on Old Nation all the oh, time.
0: Yeah. Great song. A little da 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 it. That's a good song. Get it. Um, But this song specifically um, takes the point of view of AI in the sense that, like, what would it be like if AI felt heartbreak? Um, And so obviously AI can't feel that. And so I think, again, touching on the duality of like, what does AI, if given the scenario, what, how would it react? But then also highlighting the fact that this is a very uniquely human experience, um, and it's kind of it's clever. Like at the beginning of the song, there's like a, a boot up. It sounds like a a, a bunch of technology mm-hmm. sounds, like something's like initializing and like starting up. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like the AI coming Maybe to life. Dialing up. Dialing up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and so it's funny to think about it from a, a frame of, or a point of view of like what it wishes to experience. It's like almost like wishing it could have heartbreak. So that way it could have that unique human experience. Um, but the line, I, I left the line that which the opening line of the song, um, searching, but I'm not tough to find because I mean, not only is technology everywhere, but like if you think about like search engines, right? Like it's so easy to search anything
1: yeah
0: everywhere at any time um so it's kind of funny that that's like the opening line um but then another line throughout the song is lonely but i can't be alone um so sure i you know a i obviously can't feel lonely but it also can't be alone because there's this massive digital world and and footprint left on left on the earth so it's a very very interesting point of view to 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 take the song from um and something I didn't really think about initially when listening to this song. But as I go back and was preparing for this episode, it was just kind of made me go a little hee-hee-ha-ha ha, um, <laughs> to just think about this point of view. But it's a simple song. It's extremely catchy in a lasting way. And we have a funny story about that because we went last summer to see this band, Coin. Yes. In Maine. Maine. Freeport, Maine, um, of all places in on the LL Bean headquarters campus. Yep. Um, they host a summer concert series every year and it's free to everybody just who show just up. show up. Um, and it's cool. Like the vibes are good, the weather's good, you know. Um, and it's just kind of like a lawn setting. Very small, too. Very small. So kind of intimate, but. <laughs> like
1: your local park.
0: Yes. Um, Literally local park with like a makeshift stage that somebody put together like earlier that day in like a couple hours Um, But coin came and last summer when we were Temporarily in New England we were trying to get to every New England state and this was our excuse to go to Maine so we saw coin at the LL Bean headquarters.
1: Which is open 24 hours. Yes. So if you're ever interested, like LL Bean backpack, you know, I think the embroidery station is open 24 hours yep. too. So you can go get your initials, um, your monogram on a backpack at any hour of the day in Freepoint, Maine. Rob
0: Thomas might say, baby. baby. It's 3 a.m. I need a backpack. So, um, yes, you can um but very cool place like it's got anything you could ever need
1: yeah no it's much more than like what you picture L.L. Bean selling it's not just backpacks there's There's like like a a homemaking store yeah it was crazy
0: there's like like goods and services kind of thing but then also like a bunch of outdoor gear what you would think from L.L. Bean like
1: there was like one part that looked like TJ Maxx there was Mm. one part that looked like what you think L.L. Bean is there's one part that looked like Bass Pro yeah like it was it was very interesting
0: Yes. But this show was interesting because <laughs> I mean, what did you say probably 200, 250 people there maybe yeah, max? Yeah, yeah. Um and so there were there were some coin fans. I would say there's probably yeah. like 30, 40 people you know, like like you and I were there to see coin and like yes. knew the song. But then the other, you know They were just seventy percent were just chilling on the lawn. People
1: of Maine hanging out.
0: Citizens of Maine hanging out. Um and I'll Citizens
1: never... of Maine sounds like a band. Citizens of Maine. Please welcome Citizens of Maine!
0: Ah. Um new band name I call it. <laughs> so but there's one thing I remember from the show the most, and I'm sure you'll concur when I when I tell it, but there was this guy who like kinda sat next to us. You know, em and I like we, we knew all the songs, like we we're pretty Significant fans of Coin. Yeah,
1: Talk Too Much is one of my favorite songs of all time.
0: And Growing Pains.
1: And Growing Pains. Talk Too Much was my number one song multiple years in a row. How about that? At one
0: point. Um, But this guy, you know, kind of was like catching our drift that like we we knew all the songs and we're kind of there for Coin and not just you know citizens of Maine. (laughs) And he was just asking us, like, oh, like, y'all know this band? We are like, uh, duh. And um, just like, you know, we had told him we'd seen them before at the Ryman, which was a good show, and mm-hmm. um, some other stuff. And, you know, he, we're like halfway through the set, and he just leans over to him and I. He's like, I, I like them. They're pretty good. You know, it's like each song like has a hook. It's like catchy. <laughs> it's like, yes, that, that is how popular songs work. <laughs> They do have a hook.
1: Yeah, mo- most songs do. Um, most songs do have a chorus. If they don't, it's probably not a song I want to listen to because yeah. probably way too long.
0: Yes. So, to the point of killing me being a very catchy and a lasting way, um, that random citizen of Maine <laughs> had a point by saying, you know, oh, every song they've got's got a hook. And I, I think he's absolutely We were like, uh huh, yeah. yeah. yeah we- uh huh. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so. Um, Shout out to that guy from Maine Hope you're listening We didn't catch his name I don't remember Nope That was one of the strangers We didn't catch the name from last summer But um, Ollie, if you're listening (laughs) Greenwich In in Greenwich, Connecticut um, (laughs) Met him on uh, Martha's Vineyard
1: A lot of characters from our summer Oh yeah
0: Ollie was great I'm sure he doesn't remember us But we certainly remember Certainly remember him Um, But back to Killing Me uh, I think the star of this song is definitely the bass line. It's very much carries carries the tune, um, but it's also just so great to hear bass guitar in a world of disappearing bass guitar. It seems like um, you're
1: always longing.
0: I know. There's been a couple of like shows we've been to and like bands that come out opening wise and like they don't have a bass guitar and I'm like, bruh, and you're like, like okay.
1: what? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So it's refreshing to hear that. It still has some prominence, um, and it's a it's a really nice line, And what gives the song its catchiness, the chorus is also layered so nicely, like with the harmonies and the reverb that's on Chase's voice. Uh, I think it like flows into it very nicely, um, and it feels like one of those songs that like you know kind of has a sad meaning, but like bump and beat over it, and you're like, ooh, this can't be sad. Like this <laughs> oh, is good. Okay. Huh? Oh, hurt. <laughs> because um, obviously it's talking about like heartbreak. And while it' goofy from an A island, but you know, if it is something you're taking for face value or you know, something you can relate to as a human, then it's obviously a sad song. Um, keeps with the fall vibes. Again, kind of the art rock situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually remember listening to this album for the first time, like right when it came out. Um, we. <laughs> Went to Eric Church in Birmingham um, to see yep, an uh, Eric Church concert. It lasted a long time. Um, <laughs> that's all we. Not could that say, I
1: don't but. like Eric Church, but the concert we—he didn't start till nine. He was still playing at midnight. Yes, and we got up and left. And it was funny because I was like, I like, falling asleep. It was funny because <laughs> like he had I, played all the song. He had played all the songs I liked. Yeah. So we didn't miss anything.
0: It was funny because there's one point during the show he was like. I promise, because it was a Friday night. He was like, I promised y'all Saturday morning. Like, I'm going to give it to you. And then in my head, I think I leaned over to you. I was like, at what point did he promise Saturday morning? I must have missed that. <laughs> um, but yes, he was on the stage easily till midnight 15 for sure. Yeah. Um, but we, it was still a great show. He just, he, he was, he was there for a while. Um, and so we were coming back from that show and this album had come out that day, like that Friday and I think you were like kind of passing out you know because it was like I was tired
1: I'm tired right now
0: and we we were driving back um and so I was like I'm gonna gonna throw on the coin album I haven't heard it yet and um I remember listening to the song killing me specifically and going like "Ooh, like that one got my attention right away um and it still has my attention it's it's one of my favorite coin songs and um something that gets a little overlooked because it wasn't a single um but The past two times I've seen them, they've played this song, um, because the third time I went to see them, you were still up in the Northeast, and they came to Birmingham, and I saw them, um, with some friends, which was a fun time. But what's your lady take?
1: Um, I like this song. I love coin. Um, I think, I think I liked coin before you did, so, you know.
0: When did Um. you like coin, bro? (laughs)
1: Um... Because I, you know,
0: you saw him at Music Fest, though, right?
1: Yes, I saw him at Music Fest one time. Field Street music At The fest. Ryman, and in Maine, I think that's it. Um, but I'm a pretty big fan. I like them a lot, and I like all of their all their vibes, all their songs. So mm-hmm. there,
0: uh, we have the the Ryman hatch print from that show in our living room, and if you look at it closely enough, you know it's kind of got that like faded, like rustic look. On it, um, but that you know it says coin a bunch of times on the on the on the print, and there's this one time in which like the eye is kind of scratched a little bit for for artsy reasons, and it looks like corn. <laughs> so that's always fun to look at. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's I I big fans of theirs. I mean, they they ever want to come to Connecticut? I'm sure we'll. We'll be all over that. So come to Dubford.
1: Come to Dubford. Come to
0: Dubford. Coin. But anyway, um, what's been your everyday jam this week?
1: My everyday jam this week. I'm keeping with it. I'm keeping with um, Walls by the Jonas Brothers. It's so good, y'all. watch the live version I'll play you a little different clip from it it's so good so I'm gonna keep that as my everyday jam because it is chef's kiss
0: it is kind of um, goosebump inducing yeah I, w- I will concur
1: we're thinking about going for a third time Mike <laughs> has to go and um, so we might go in New Jersey
0: <laughs> we, we shall see stay tuned um, some major minor chords what you got
1: um, my major core is that I'm, I'm liking that. I know that like once it gets like 10 degrees colder, I'm going to be like, holy crap, please stop being so cold. Email. But right now, oh, oh, email, um, right now I kind of like it because I like bundling up. I like wearing lots of clothes and I'm burning up all the time for you, baby. I'm constantly Like 800 degrees, so I'm grateful that I can like wear fuzzy socks and like a sweatshirt because when I do that, normally I start to sweat. So um, I'm doing good. Um, My minor chord is um, we're traveling again this weekend, and while I'm excited to travel, um, my last trip everything went well. Um, So maybe my curse is broken, but I always get nervous about um, flying. Um, not because I'm scared of planes. I really enjoy, uh, I, th- I, I don't like love flying, but like I love airports and I think everything like that is super fun. And I'm such a dad at the airport. I like to like look out the window, um, <laughs> but, um, I'm always nervous that something's going to go wrong. So just, just hoping that I can keep my streak up.
0: Fingers crossed. Go on for two in a row. Um, I would say my minor is just general tiredness. So I'm very much looking forward to the exciting things that we have coming up. But just being able to sleep a little bit would be nice. Um, but Manger, definitely looking forward to the weekend. Um, we're going to a good friend's wedding, so that should be fun. Going back down south. Um, so we, we should have a good time. And um, it be nice to just kind of get away, even though you did just get away. Yeah, um, it was
1: in fact, you know, we um,
0: I'll, I'll get some, some getaway time with you, so that's, that's pretty cool. But... Um, <laughs> Last but not least, some honorable mentions for this week, first week of November. Um, another fantastic song from Uncanny Valley by Coin. Um, go check out Take the Stairs. Good jam. Oh my god! So the other day we went through. After we did the Boys of Summer episode, we went through the Rolling Stone like top songs of all time list. Um, another very awful list. Um, just, God. I know that's like a Herculean labor of a task to accept to do. But, but that's like,
1: ridiculous to accept it. Yeah, so it needs to be a group effort. The Correct. fact that like. I know, theoretically, it's a group effort by, like, the writers of Rolling Stone. It's not, like, just the guy who wrote the article. But, like, there should be, like, some, like, extreme nationwide polling involved. Like, the stuff on that list was insane. Hotel California was, like, in the 60s.
0: Yep.
1: I I feel like it might have been later than that. It might have been in the hundreds.
0: Yeah. And, y'all, they did not consult anybody from the Mike's Money Jam crew to be a part of that conversation. So, it is what it is. But, you know... um, looking at a lot of things that were on that list and there were two clash songs that were on it um i think like London Calling and then something else but Rock the Casbah was not <laughs> and you know what Sharif does not like that Sharif. so go listen to Rock the Casbah Last but not least, um, usually when it gets colder outside, I start to bring out the, the jazz more often. Um, it's kind of like, you know, when it gets warm, you're like, oh, we've got to bump out the, the country tunes <laughs> yeah. um, and the summery sound and stuff. Um, usually when it gets colder, I, I turn on the jazz, especially like when it's raining too. Um, and last week, at the end of the week, there was a, another Sinatra compilation released um, and so that's probably like the I don't know hundredth one officially that's been released by like him. It's not actually a hundred, but it feels like it because there's plenty of compilations and greatest hits from his work. Um, but go listen to Lean Baby by Frank Sinatra.
1: My Lean Baby, strange
0: to see, and all that nothing, it belongs to me. Oh, she may be scrawny, She's okay, because I wouldn't want any other way. That will do it for this week. M. how are we feeling about the week?
1: I'm feeling good. Sharif is pissed, as per usual. Um, feeling fresh. Feeling funky Happy fresh. November.
0: Happy November. Um, as we wrap up. 2023 um, we've got some really exciting stuff coming up for we got you
1: plans for y'all so
0: pay attention to obviously the socials um, we always the appreciate TikTok. the tiktok um, pay attention to um, obviously the episodes and we appreciate the listen um, but well i'm tell sure your friends tell, tell your, your friends. mom
1: tell the toll worker yes. tell the grocery store clerk tell your gynecologist tell um the amazon delivery may tell everybody to listen to the pod
0: yeah and we've got some exciting um countdowns coming up too to reflect on our year of music and um we'll have a great time doing so so yeah um be sure to check it all out as always again we appreciate the listen um and we'll see you next week
1: bye